Hey there, everybody. Stacey and Pete here. It's the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. Another spooky Halloween episode. I can't wait. (laughs) This one is all about a movie that has become a cult classic. It took a while for it to get there, but Mm -hmm. now I feel like every year it just becomes more and more popular. Right. I think amongst people kind of our age and under. It came out in 93. Yeah, and I feel like this one was actually, for a couple weeks, the top grossing movie last year. Incredible. And it is, of course, Hocus Pocus. So 1993, we are talking about Halloween. Yes. And I'm curious. I know you were, what? How old were you in 93? Uh, I was 16. Okay. So what would you have been doing on Halloween in 1993? I think this was the year that I went out for the last time. Oh. And I think I mentioned this on a different episode, but this is where me and some friends went out and raised a little hell. Uh Uh-oh. We had some eggs with us. Oh. This is where I hit that shorter girl in ninth grade in the leg right? with a frozen rope egg, and I felt really bad, but it was a really good throw as well. Yeah, you told that story on our last Halloween episode, I think. I think that's when it was, yeah. Is that when your candy got stolen too? No, my candy got stolen when I was like 13. Oh, okay. I got beat up-ish. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was way too old to be doing anything on Halloween at that point. But it was my last one, so I excuse myself. It's so funny that we say that, that you're too old to be doing anything for Halloween, when now, when we are in our 40s, we do stuff for Halloween. Well, I feel like there was a point to where you stopped, and then there was a gap where you just didn't do anything, Mm -hmm. and then it got fun again. Right. So this was at the end of that first period. I wonder if it's still that way for kids or if they still dress up. I'm pretty sure that at least some of our nieces and nephews that are like, the 16 age range, I think they still dress up. I don't think they go trick-or-treating, but I think they go to, you know, Halloween parties and stuff like that. And maybe I was just out of the Halloween party loop, or maybe they just weren't happening for that age range back then. I feel like in that time period, it did get to a point where it wasn't cool to dress up anymore. Yes. I feel like it wasn't until like the 2000s when like adults, maybe with cosplay or I don't know, just like a Bigger Halloween parties with costume contests and things like that. Not that they didn't do it back then, but I don't know. Like, I I don't recall my sister going to Halloween parties in her 20s, but like my friends all went to Halloween parties in their 20s. Yeah, like my intricate costume back in the day was like a cardboard box painted with like silver spray paint. (laughs) And then as an adult, I spent two to three hundred hours on a Spider-Man costume. So it's like costumes got cooler, I think, as we got older. For sure. And, you know, obviously we don't want to grow up, so I'll dress up until... Till it's over. Till it's over. That's right. (laughs) We were just out looking at what our costume possibilities could be for this year. Yeah. And we'll dress up even if we don't go do anything, but just so we can take a picture and commemorate. I don't know that we know what we're doing yet, but I think we have some ideas. Yeah, we have a few ideas. 
I always have so many ideas. It's so hard to narrow down. I would like to do something that is nostalgic. Mm -hmm. That's very on brand for us. (laughs) Very on brand. I feel like I saw some inflatable ones. That yeah. were n- nostalgic ones <laughs> at uh, Spirit Halloween. <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed the what, way I'm feeling right now. What were they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll decide and we'll let you know. We'll post the pictures on Instagram. Maybe. Maybe. So you were a little younger than me in 93. Yes, I would have been 13 ah. on Halloween in 93. And what's funny is I think I've talked about this one before because I think we've talked about like the time when we stopped trick-or-treating, right. you know, I actually wrote about it in my diary. Dear diary. So thought I'd whip it out. As you do. As you do. <laughs> <laughs> this I actually wrote in 94, but I definitely went through time periods where I had long gaps of time that I didn't write. And so then I would write a page that it says memories at the top, as you see here, mm. decoratively. And I just wrote down several memories that stuck out to me from the previous year. So I think I talked about how friends of mine had birthdays on Halloween. And one of them would always have a big party where there was a hayride and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I wrote about that. And then we flipped to the trick-or-treating. So Jim Wright's party in eighth grade. We all went on a hayride back in the woods and got stuck in the mud. We had to get out and climb over this muddy hill and everyone slid and got mud all over them. It was cold and scary, but we laugh about it now. <laughs> <laughs> so wise at my So wise, age. yes. All this time later. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween night, Leah, Jamie, and I went trick-or-treating. We went to Rob's and Nate's houses. <laughs> it was snow flurrying on Halloween. Ooh, in Georgia? Yeah. Wow. I'll never forget it because I think that's the earliest I've ever seen it snow here. It was a regular occurrence for it to snow in New York. Lightly. Yeah. And again, we had a blast. That's it. And scene. And scene. But that's exactly what I read about. That's all I remember. And I probably just remember that because that's what I wrote in my diary. I thought you were going to have a moment where you covered how you didn't want to do it anymore. No, I wish. Oh. I probably would have if I had written it in the moment, but I think because it was already passed. Like after the fact? Yeah. Or maybe at that point, I didn't really know that I didn't want to do it anymore. Maybe Hmm. I didn't know that would be my last year. That's crazy. Like it's such a moment where you actually like grow up mentally. Mm -hmm. Like nobody told you, hey, don't do this anymore. Your parents probably would have been just fine if you went out the next year. You felt that you were too old for that. I feel like I do remember that year feeling like we were the only older kids out there. Yeah. And we were worried about what everybody was thinking about us. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I do think that there is a point where you're too old to go trick-or-treating. Yes, because even when we went to your sister's house and dressed up, Mm -hmm. even though I wanted to, (laughs) we did not go up to the doors and get any candy. No, we were dressed up, but we just walked around with everyone and didn't go up to the houses. Right. You know, we stood there while the kids went up. It reminds me of the memes I've seen where they'll show like a picture of a bunch of kids on bikes and they'll be like, there was one day that you went home from playing with your friends outside and it was the last time. Yeah. And it's like, you don't really know when that happens. It just happens. That's a really good point. Like you don't realize when that innocence is gone Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Yeah. That's an interesting thought. I saw something else that was like, it's probably more sad for parents, but it's sad for me to think about as a kid, too, that there was a day that it was the last time that your mom or dad held you. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is sad. It is sad. Oh. Sorry. Okay, let's bring it up a little bit. Bring that energy up. Let's go. (laughs) Let's talk about Hocus Pocus. (laughs) 
was directed by Kenny Ortega, who we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast. We have. Because he's choreographed several of the movies that we've covered. Dirty Dancing, Ferris Bueller, Shag, to name a few. And it was written by Neil Cuthbert and Mick Garris. So it follows the Sanderson sisters, who are witches, that are accidentally resurrected by a curious teenage boy in Salem, Massachusetts, on Halloween night. Of all nights. The Sanderson sisters' main goal is to basically suck the souls out of children so they can be youthful, and we watch as a group of kids in modern times try to stop them. And this was my first time watching Hocus Pocus. Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Good. We've watched it twice now. That's true. And I'll watch it again. I think this is now a family tradition. I think so, too. I'm glad you're on board. (laughs) Now I don't have to watch it when you're not in the room. (laughs) So have you watched it without me in the room? Yes. You have? Mm Mm-hmm. I know last year for sure I had it on when you weren't there. And then I would also have it on while I was working and you were working in the same room, but I would have the sound off, but I would just have it on during Halloween season, during fall. I can't wait for like next year's Halloween playlist that's going to have Hocus Pocus, Chopping Mall, and Killer (laughs) Clowns from Outer Space, all thanks to Halloween season 2021. The Halloween trifecta in the We Don't Want to Grow Up household. So this cast, we have the legendary Bette Midler as Winifred Winnie Sanderson. Sarah Jessica Parker as Sarah Sanderson. SJP. Kathy Najimy as Mary Sanderson. Omri Katz as Max Dennison. Thora Birch as Danny Dennison, Max's little sister. Vanessa Shaw as Allison, who is Max's crush. Charles Rocket and Stephanie Farisee as Dave and Jenny Dennison, who are Max and Danny's parents. Larry Bagby as Ernie, better known as Ice. Tobias Jelinek as Jay. Sean Murray as Thackeray Binks, who is the teenage boy from 1693 who the Sanderson sisters cursed to live as an immortal black cat. After they killed his younger sister, Emily. Isn't that such a name? Thackeray Binks. Thackeray Binks. Thackeray Binks. I just want to say it with that kind of accent. I feel like you know how I use Brotholomew. Yes. Thackeray Brotholomew. (laughs) No, Thackeray Binks. Oh, okay. Jason Marsden was the voice of Thackeray Binks in cat form. Doug Jones as William Billy Butcherson, who is the ex-boyfriend of Winifred, and she poisoned him in 1693 and also turned him into a zombie. (laughs) Amanda Shepard played Emily Binks, who is Thackeray's little sister. And we get a cameo by Gary and Penny Marshall as the devil and Medusa lady, who are unsuspecting homeowners that have an encounter with the Sanderson sisters. Yes. And may they rest in peace. Yes. I don't know why I had like this blip in my brain where I forgot that Penny Marshall had passed away. Yeah, I kind of forgot as well. In 2018. Mm-hmm. So sad. Very sad. Hey, what you doing? What you doing? Fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the fun fact song you came up with? Have <laughs> you been working on that? I just... Yes, I've been working on it long and hard, and I feel like that is now the fun facts intro. You you try it. Hey, what you doing? What you doing? Fun, fun facts. <laughs> I feel like it's like kind of like um, Jackbox-ish. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what you doing? <laughs> what does that have to do with fun facts? <laughs> hmm. I'll keep working on it. Okay. 
Hey, want to know? Want to know some fun facts? Oh. Oh, no? I mean, th- I feel like that was just really obvious. <laughs> 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 All right, we'll come back to that. What was it that you just said? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was, hey, want to know? Want to know some fun facts? I like that. We should sing that together. And harmonize? And harmonize. No. Yeah. (laughs) And then also do it in a spooky voice for Halloween. What if we do a contest where whoever can come up with our fun facts jingle? We will play you on the podcast. Okay. Now let's actually get to the fun facts. So this was something that you brought up. The film was released in July of 1993, which makes absolutely no sense. No sense at all. Like, why is anybody going to go see a Halloween movie in 1993 in July? So the people in charge of marketing at Disney thought to take advantage of children being off from school during the summer. Let's release it in July. They also wanted to avoid competition with the nightmare before Christmas. I love how you say nightmare. How do I say it? Nightmare. You say, (laughs) you said nightmare. 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 What do you say? Nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah. Nightmare? It's M-A-R-E. Nightmare. <laughs> that was that's a Western New York thing? I don't know. Could be. Could be. Anyone else say nightmare? Nightmare on Elm Street. So anyways, the Nightmare Before Christmas was Disney's other Halloween release that year, and they didn't want those two to butt heads. Ah, they were afraid of the competition. They were, but like, I don't know. I feel like I would- silly. They're two totally different kinds of movies. Right. One's live action, one's animated. Exactly. Silly. Very silly. So Leonardo DiCaprio has said that he was actually offered the chance to play Max. Hmm. But he turned down the role to star in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I think that's a pretty good choice because I have not Smart seen. Move. Yeah. I've not seen that movie, but I've heard he's phenomenal. In it. He is. And I'm pretty sure he won awards for it. If not, he was nominated. Yeah. Yeah. He was excellent in that movie. Mm. But of course, I always want to see Leo in every movie. I actually probably would have seen Hocus Pocus a lot sooner <laughs> if Leo had been in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Binks the Cat cannot speak until the black flame candle has been lit. Right. And then he can only speak with those that were involved with the lighting. Oh, who were like there in the room? Yes. That's why he couldn't talk to his father who was there at the hanging at the beginning of the film or like during the town hall when Max tries to tell the crowd that the Sanderson sisters have returned. A cat at that point, a talking black cat would have been very convincing. But poor Binks couldn't speak to anybody else. Another close casting is Jennifer Lopez, who auditioned for the role of Sarah Sanderson. Oh, wow. I will say this. SJP nailed that role. Oh, she's amazing in it. She is. I love J-Lo, but I can't see her as Sarah. Me either. Also on the close casting front, Rosie O'Donnell was offered the role of Mary Sanderson. Oh. She said she turned down the role because she didn't want to be a scary witch and eat children. (laughs) I mean, why not? For real, like it's just a role in a movie. I would do it. For sure. And Cloris Leachman was apparently the producer's first choice to play Winifred. Well, listen, I love Cloris. Yeah. But I'm glad that they pivoted to Bet. Yeah, Bet just is Winifred. Yes, absolutely. So you know that scene when moths fly out of Billy's mouth? Yes. Those are real moths. <gasps> no. Yes. 
So they put like this latex pocket that was attached to dentures inside of his mouth and it was blocked off in the back so he could open his mouth and the moths could fly out. And it had a little hole in the back so he could breathe. That feels suffocating. It does. But I mean, that's like commitment to your craft right there. It is. Because even if I had like a fake mouth, I wouldn't want moths in it. No, because still part of that mouth is yours. Yeah. (laughs) And also the stitches that are keeping Billy's mouth closed form the pattern of XIII, which is, of course, the Roman numerals for 13, which is on one hand, the coolest number, but also the most evil. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So this I just learned about maybe in the last couple months. But when Danny and Allison are dancing after they burn the Sanderson sisters alive, or so they think, the fountain in the background was also the fountain that was used in the opening credits of Friends. That is so awesome. Like, before I knew this fun fact, I saw the fountain, and then I saw the fun fact, and I couldn't unsee the Friends fountain. And the buildings behind it are the same and everything, yeah. It's great. I know. I love it. So they used nine cats to film all of Binx's parts. Wow. Like stunt cats. (laughs) And supposedly, I don't know if this is true or not, because I've seen both that it's true and not true. But the animatronic cat that they used in this movie would later be used in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. A Salem, huh? Mm -hmm. To me, Salem looks so much cheesier and just not not as good. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe it's lighting. Like there's more direct lighting in Sabrina. Maybe. I just feel like Binks like moves more smoothly. Maybe. I don't know. But Sabrina was later than that. So maybe it was just (laughs) rusty. (laughs) (laughs) We need some super sleuths from the audience to tell us whether or not this is a true one or not. Yes. And I will gladly go to the vice principal's office if wrong. So this is fun. The devil's dog, Gary Marshall's dog in the movie, was actually Kathy and Jimmy's dog in real life. It's so funny that he like chased her out of the house. I know. (laughs) A very well-trained pup. So back to how this story came about. The inspiration for Hocus Pocus came from a story that producer David Kirshner told his kids around a fire. I love that. I know. I saw something where like he had seen a black cat and just immediately came up with this whole story. Yeah. Which if he did that on the fly, good on you. Impressive. That's like Hollywood level talent. What an imagination. (laughs) Yeah. So Winnie's iconic curses like. Maggoty malfeasance. Sound just like her. (laughs) (laughs) And. Trolley mog. (laughs) Weren't scripted. But they are authentic insults. So they came from this book of old curses that Midler referenced on the set. I like that. I like keeping it real from the 16 and 1700s. Very authentic. I'm sure someone would come forward and be like, that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) It's trolley mognus. (laughs) Sarah Jessica Parker said that she found flying around in her broom harness so comfortable that instead of being lowered back to the ground during like the extended downtime between certain takes... She would stash herself a copy of the New York Times and read it while remaining suspended up in the air. (laughs) I I love her. I hope someone like handed her a coffee. I can just see her like hanging in the air, just (laughs) reading the New York Times on her lap as everyone else has been lowered and is doing their thing. She's just floating up in Uh, the air. She's the best. She is. I mean, she does like so comfortable when they're flying and she's just like laying on her broomstick. She just looks like she was made to be flying around in the air. 
This part I love. So SJP discovered that her 10th great grandmother, Esther Elwell, was arrested in Salem, Massachusetts in the late 1600s for committing sundry acts of witchcraft. Sundry acts of witchcraft. (laughs) And choking a neighbor to death. I wonder, did she actually choke the neighbor to death or did the neighbor choke to death and they blamed her for it? It's a good question. Hmm. Her case, though, never went to court, so she escaped with her life. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like it, too. Okay, to your earlier point, Sean Murray was an American, but he'd been living in Australia, and so he had picked up an Australian accent, as you do, mate. (laughs) (laughs) So they dubbed over his human form lines with Jason Marston, who also voices the cat. So the voice of Binks the cat and the human form of Thackeray are both Jason Marsden. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting because they didn't want him to have an Australian accent. I guess not. And he couldn't pull off an American one, even though he was from America. Well, Jason Marsden is also like a voice actor. Oh. And so he had like a more old world feel to him. All right. Without the Australian accent. (laughs) And lastly, this is the first Disney production to use digital visual effects. Really? Yeah. That's fun. So you can thank Hocus Pocus for the Avengers. Yeah. All Disney. Thank you, Sanderson sisters. All right. Favorite moments. We don't have a favorite moments jingle either. If you come up with one of those, send it our way. Okay. My first one is when the Sanderson sisters come together to cast the spell to turn Thackeray Binks into a cat. It is just so fun and catchy. It's really a small moment in the movie, Mm -hmm. but it's just one that sticks with you. And it's really hard not to get excited about it when they do it. And you just want to say it with them. (laughs) Twist the bones and then the back. Turn him of his baby. Give him fur black as black. Just The bonus moment here is that after he's a cat and they're all like looking at him in awe, you know, and Sarah reaches out to touch him and he hisses at her and we just get that classic Sarah Jessica Parker scream that we've just heard so many times on Sex and the City. So very iconic. It is. So my first favorite moment, when Max goes up to his room because they've heard Danny scream or something like that, and he thinks she's under the covers, they pull back the covers and it's Sarah. Yeah. And then the other sisters jump out of the closet. I love that. It's actually a good little jump scare moment. Yeah. And I always root for the baddies. And so I was like, yeah, they got him. <laughs> it's so funny because they're supposed to be bad, but like you can't help but love them. Absolutely. And you don't really want them to be defeated. Right. Like, I see both sides of it. Yeah, I mean, don't suck children's souls. (laughs) I get that. It's bad. That's bad. But, like, go be cool witches. Yeah. Or continue on being cool witches. Just become, like, Dexter witches and only suck the souls of bad people. Oh, I like that. Although, I guess then you don't want, like, bad souls. Well, there's no evidence, okay? There's no evidence that the the CDC has said that you take on (laughs) the characteristics (laughs) characteristics of the soul you just sucked. So they could suck out Jay and Isis souls. Oh, yeah. And be just fine. And they're they're still taking their youthfulness, you know? Ish, yeah. I mean, they're youthful-ish. They're teenagers. They're right on the edge of participating in Halloween. So, yeah, you could suck their souls. They're still smashing pumpkins. They are. Not the musical group. (laughs) 
<laughs> Let's play a little 1979 right now. All right. Number two for me, when the sisters realize what Halloween has turned into. Oh, yeah. Since they were last present. And Winifred says, All Hallows Eve has become a night of frolic. Oh. Where children wear costumes and run amok. And then we get the famous. It's so classic. I love it. It's so great. All right. Number two for me, the iconic line by Danny. <laughs> Max loves your yabos. <laughs> oh, oh, first of all, good on you, Danny, for embarrassing the crap out of your older brother. Well done. That is an epic level embarrassment by a younger sister. And secondly, has anyone ever called them yabos? <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, I guess we need to research the history of the word yabos. Yeah. And where that came from, like, did one of the writers call them that? Did the Marx Brothers call them that? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard of that term before. I didn't really know what she was talking about for about a millisecond. Right. And then I figured it out. Right. But what I think is funny is how Allison doesn't question what she's talking about either, as if that's just a common term for boobs. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, he should. <laughs> I was hoping you would pick the Yabo scene as one of your faves. Listen, I feel like that's a layup that you can expect to happen. <laughs> okay, number three. I love when the sisters need to fly to go get the spell book. And, you know, their brooms had previously been stolen from them. And so they just have to make do with what they have around the house. So Winnie's got just a basic broom. Sarah has a mop. <laughs> and then Mary has a vacuum cleaner. And watching her get going on that is pretty comical. I have a question on that front. Okay. How would Mary have known what a vacuum cleaner is? Well, she wouldn't have, but I mean, maybe it's just they went for whatever was in the, you know, closet. Like whatever's on a cleaning stick. Cleaning products. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And something that's on this. This will do. It's on this'll a stick. Do. That was actually one of my favorite moments that I had to pull oh, off of my list. I'm sorry. I just love that Mary owns that vacuum. Yeah, she like, does. She's ready to start flying. She's like... Here's this Hoover. Let's get going. <laughs> let's just shove it up here and let's go. <laughs> la, 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 la. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I love you. I love you too. Okay. So my next one, when the witches are trying to take the book in the cemetery, that whole scene, Sarah is after the virgin. Like she's hitting on him. She's like, oh. A boy. A boy. <laughs> Binks is, you know, off causing havoc. And this is the first time that we actually meet Billy Butcherson, the yes. zombie who comes out of the grave, who also gets his head knocked off, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> Max knocks it off with a tree limb. But overall, I just thought this was an enjoyable scene and a fun part of the movie. Yes. Okay. I have a few HMs. <laughs> <laughs> this one is more so that I put it on here because not that it's not a great scene, but there's just so many. I think that I cling more to like the small moments in the film. And this is such a big moment. But I feel like we can't not mention the performance of I Put a Spell on You. Yeah! I put a spell on you. And now you're gone. My plan is spell on you. And it was strong. 
get something that everybody thinks of when you think of Hocus Pocus. And it's also the moment where I felt like Pete was beginning to worry that this was turning into a musical. I did start to get concerned. (laughs) Just a few musical moments. But I will add, one of my HMs is the town's Halloween party, which includes this scene. I have never seen a town come together for Halloween like Salem. I know. It made me want to move there. For real. Like, it is huge. It's extravagant. I've personally never been to a Halloween party like that ever. Yeah. Have you? Uh, No, not to that scale. It was impressive. It was. I just wanted to be part of it. All those parents were getting down. Yes. And then they, <laughs> they were still getting down for a very long time. For a very long time. Yes. <laughs> okay. This is just a small moment. But I love when Binks and Danny are snuggled up sleeping together, mostly just because it reminds me of when my kitty and I sleep together. That's a pretty good call. Like I can see you two sleeping just like that. Oh, yeah. We definitely snuggle, snuggle right up. Yeah. It's the best. We don't do it all the time. It's usually when we have company that are staying with us because normally they don't sleep in the bed with us, but they do if we have company. Kitty so gently touches your face with her claw. Yeah. I mean, it is the gentlest touch of a claw that I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. She She reaches to you. She does. And we spoon. You do spoon. Okay. Another HM for me. When Mary brings them all into the calming circle. (laughs) Now, she's got to convince Winifred to come into the calming circle. So Winifred reluctantly comes along and then says... Oh, sister. Then it cuts away and comes back and they're like dancing around in their circle. And then the bus pulls up and then it gets a little weird because the witches tell the bus driver, we desire children. (laughs) And he says, it may take me a few tries, but I don't think that'll be a problem. Ew. Little off, Disney. Yeah. Hello, Disney movie. (laughs) Awkward. Yeah. That was a fun scene, though. Yes. Then one of the one of the bigger moments in the film is when Sarah is summoning the children and she's singing Come Little Children. Come little children, I'll take thee away into a land of enchantment. While they're flying through the air and all the children are walking in a trance. It's such a haunting moment, but it's also a very magical feeling. You know, like I would probably be walking in a trance as well. I feel like all I saw in this section was boobs. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> is that is that when she's laying on her broom? And her, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> this that's, is a children's movie. <laughs> I know it is. I was distracted by this children's movie. Her boobs do look great in this movie. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the 1600s had it as far as corsets go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My last one, a very small moment. But when Max steals his shoes back and leaves Ice and Jay in the cages. Yes, they deserve that. Is Max as cold as ice at this point? I thought that was good, though. Like, that's what you get, boys. Stay in your cages. <laughs> Don't be DJs. Okay, my last one is just, it's such a funny moment. It's at the beginning. It's the first time we hear Winnie speak. It's when she opens the window and she says, Oh, look, another glorious morning. Makes me sick. 
<laughs> That's just a mood. Yes. I think we've all been there. Like, oh my gosh, what an amazing sunset. Oh, that means I have to work in the morning. <laughs> wow. I guess we're done. We've done Hocus Pocus. It's all just a bunch of Hocus Pocus. Yes, it is. <laughs> so 1993 Ooh. what songs did you pick two songs from 93 i'm glad you gave me two because i picked two because i couldn't pick just one well i said two because i picked two <laughs> <laughs> so what's your first one my first one is very special it is from pearl jam oh it is black That's our song. It is our song. <laughs> I love it. I could not not pick this song. It's funny. I didn't even see it on the list or I would have picked it. Well, did you go to the top alternative songs from 1993 like I did? <laughs> no, <laughs> I did not. So the first one I chose was That's the Way Love Goes by Janet Jackson. That's the way love goes. such a good song i love that song i love that album i have that cassette single but then i have the cd <laughs> <laughs> you have the cassette single for that one i do I, that was my thing for a while at that time when i went to the mall was yeah. getting cassette singles and then buying whole cds all right my second one i can still remember singing this song repeatedly after the first time i'd heard it i was going to work at the grocery store and i could not get this song out of my head I didn't know who the artist was, so I asked a guy that I was working with what song this was, and he told me, It is Plush by Stone Temple Pilots. Ah, it's a good one. Such a great song. I love, love, love this song. It's a good choice. Thank you. My second one <laughs> is one I actually haven't heard in a very long time. But as soon as I saw it on the list, I was like, oh, I just remember. This makes me think of hanging out with my friend Leah. It's Cantaloupe Flip Fantasia <laughs> by us three. Dip Flip Fantasia. Dip Trip, Flip Fantasia. Betty Betty Bop. <laughs> this is such a odd but catchy song. It's so fun. It is. We used to sing this song. I remember riding around in her mom's van. And I think this was another cassette single that we had. And we would just put it in and play it on repeat. Ow. Bum, 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 I went to school with a kid named Kevin Fantasia. So oh. he felt like a superstar when this song came out. I bet out. he did. Kind Dip like... Trip, Kevin Fantasia. <laughs> That's a fun last name. 
Well, we did it. We have done it. That was a magical episode, if I do say so. And you do? And I do. We saw that they are in heavy talks. Oh, yes. For a sequel. Not a remake. A, a sequel. sequel. And they're all on board. I'm sure everyone has heard this. It's supposed to be out in 2022. We'll see. They did a, a little special. It was like a Bette Midler special, I think. Yeah, it was or a charity special. Or they just did special. a reunion. No, it was a charity special that she put on, which, I mean, it was a reunion. Yeah. That was also a, a charity special in 2020. They had a ton of celebrity guests, and all three of them were in costume and in character, and obviously filmed separately, but they made it look like they were together, because it was all, like, at the height of COVID and everything, yeah. so it was a lot of fun. I can't wait. Cannot wait for that. So if you're not already following us on Instagram, you can find us at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. You can join our Facebook group, which has changed names. It is now called The Cozy Club dash fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. We're slowly growing over there. We have some great mods, Joanna and Stephanie, that are helping us out, starting conversations. So come over there. It's a good time. It is. We're on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. You can email us at we don't want to grow up at gmail.com. If you'd like to help support the podcast and all of our other endeavors, you can become a member of our Patreon which you can find at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. There you can gain access to bonus episodes and soon to be extra content. Another way you can support us is by giving us a five-star rating if you listen on Apple Podcasts and leaving us a nice review. You may listen on other platforms and maybe there's another way that you could rate us or review us there. So if there is, please do so. Those numbers do matter. So if you could do that, we would really appreciate it. Also, you could help spread the word by sharing about it with your friends and family and on your social media platforms with your followers. We'll see y'all later. Bye.